Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor Marcus Mosher. Welcome to the show, Marcus. What's good, my man? We've got one football game left in this season. It's a little bittersweet. It, it really is. This is it's, it bums me out, but at the same time, it's a Super Bowl, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is going to be um, our second annual Super Bowl betting special it's coming up. <laughs> and if that's what you're here for, I don't blame you. Go ahead and skip ahead to the second segment and ignore everything I say and bet on everything Marcus says. Fade me. And back Marcus. That's what we do oh, in the no, second that's not segment. True. Uh, we're we're going to find some bets that, that we both like. Yeah, Don't worry. We'll see if we can find some common ground. We have not exchanged our bets. We're going we're gonna to go rapid fire on, on Super Bowl props that we like in the second segment. But right off the bat here, we have some Raiders stuff to talk about, Marcus. Number one being that the team has landed a well-respected defensive coordinator in Patrick Graham, right? So give me your leadoff thoughts on that hire. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Graham is somebody who got a few head coaching interviews this offseason and the Giants, once they once they hired Brian Dable, they were convinced that that he was going to come back and he was going to lead the defense. But instead, he decides to leave and he decides to go with Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. And I'm stoked. He's one of the the best defensive minds in the NFL right now. Uh, he he's so good at mixing up coverages and mixing up fronts. Uh, I think he's going to absolutely love the talent in Las Vegas, and I, I think he's a great hire by McDaniels. Yeah, it feels like a huge win for the Raiders and their new regime and a tough loss for the Giants, right? It yep. does. Patrick yep. Graham's that good. And, you know, the question is, like, how did the Raiders get Patrick Graham to take a lateral move and come across the country to Vegas? And I think there's a few things at play here, right? Yep. Number one, he's close with Brian Flores. And mm-hmm. Flores filed a class action lawsuit against the Giants and the NFL, racial discrimination. So does Patrick Graham want to distance himself from that whole thing I, I don't know that's just complete conjecture but maybe I mean, that might be playing into it he also has new england roots which we're going to talk about here marcus yep. with all the coordinators uh he goes back to that bill belichick tree just like mcdaniels just like dave ziggler and number three you just said it patrick graham is a really smart guy like in life football all he's really really smart and it doesn't take a smart person to know that there is no state income tax in nevada right and the income tax in new jersey is like nine percent so he's gonna get a nice raise too so that that has to play into it so why does he want to go to vegas i think there's a few reasons why it was an attractive uh destination for him not only that i mean let's let's be honest the weather in new jersey compared to las vegas is you know i mean that's not even close nope. right nope the the east coast is getting pounded with snow over the last couple of weeks and you get to go live out in vegas with all these uh with all, all the fun people so i think this is a i think this is a good move for graham and plus on top of that i think he knows listen if he makes this raiders defense respectable or good this is a team that could be pretty good next year and that's probably going to lead to to more head coaching interviews in the next uh, offseason cycle. Yeah, and he was a finalist for the Vikings job. I think if the Raiders have a good defense and they're set up to have a good defense, I think, he, he could be gone in 2023 as a head coach. Uh, Patrick sure. Graham's that good. So um, it's going to be fun. But, you know, why would he leave the Giants? I think we're it's very similar to the Rich Passaccia situation, right, Marcus? Yeah. We're seeing this yeah. around the league where guys are getting passed up by their own teams for to be promoted, right? Passaccia got passed up, so did Patrick Graham. And all of a sudden, like, you can't just bank on those guys returning, right? And the same thing happened with the Raiders with Passaccia. We talked about him last week. We're like, man, we would love for him to come back as a special teams coordinator if we could convince him to do it. 
sounds like he's going to Green Bay, though. So uh, that, this this is happening, right? You get passed over for a job. It's like, all right, I'm taking. I'm going to take my business out elsewhere. And maybe Patrick Graham felt a little, you know, spurred by the Giants that he didn't get the head coaching job there. Maybe there's some some hard feelings as well. I I don't know if that's the case or not, but it's not hard to see why. Hey, maybe let's let's go somewhere else and have a fresh start. You know, I you know those guys over there. You know, in Las Vegas because of New England. I think it makes some sense. All right, so let's talk about the other coordinator positions for uh, the Raiders. You know, Greg Olson is out, right? The Raiders are interviewing yep. offensive coordinators as we speak. Not surprising, given that McDaniel's will be installing his own offense and calling the plays. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking about OC for the Raiders, Marcus? I, I don't think it's going to matter all that much, to be honest. <laughs> Josh McDaniels. It's going to be Josh McDaniels, right? They'll eventually name somebody, and it'll probably be some down the line guy from New England. I just don't know, Ryan, if it's going to matter all that much. That's that's my takeaway because McDaniels is going to design the offense. He's going to call the plays. It's his offense. Somebody's going to be there to run practice, but it's McDaniels. Yep, I think that I agree with you 100%. Some guy will be the offensive coordinator, but we'll never hear from him. He'll be behind nope. the scenes, and there's nope. plenty of offensive coordinators like that around the league. Uh, how about special teams? I was reading on Raiders Wire that so Joe mm. Judge. Joe Judge is really a candidate, and you, you almost sound like you think he's going to get the job. Joe Judge, he has uh, New England Patriots ties, right? Basically spent his whole career as the uh, Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receiver coach. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. He actually is a pretty good special teams coach. Uh, he is well-respected in that area. So it wouldn't be surprising. I, I expect the Raiders to, to put out a lot of different interviews there, but I kind of think Joe Judge is the most likely guy to get that job. So how should Raiders fans, Marcus, feel about becoming the Patriots West? You know, like the, the West Coast Patriots. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this happen before. We've seen other teams try to do the, the Patriots model, and it doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> however, we talked about this last week. McDaniels is a little different, right? He, he's so young. He's kind of the offensive mind, the, the guru that so many quarterbacks want to work with. I think if there's any former Patriots guy that can make it work, I, I do think it's McDaniels. Yeah, I hope McDaniels can bring the offense and, and scheme it up and bring his thing there. It's just like I think the reason why it doesn't work, Marcus, is because Belichick can look at a f- piece of film and a, yeah. watch one play and be like, "Oh, well, there's their weakness. Here's where we attack them." He could just see he just sees it in a different way than any other coach. That's why he's the greatest uh, coach of all time. I, I would also say I think some of these other Patriots guys kind of come in. They try to do the tough guy approach, right? Try to install the Patriots culture. Like we saw that with Matt Patricia. You see that with Bill O'Brien when it, he was in Houston before. I don't really think that works if it's not Bill Belichick kind of barking out those orders. But with McDaniels, I don't view him as that type of coach. I view him as a guy that's going to come up with some great schemes and is going to put his quarterback in position to win. I think that's why this actually has a chance to work. All right, well, I'm chopping at the bit for our Super Bowl bets, and that's coming up here. But first, let's talk about the Senior Bowl for a minute, Marcus, because you were doing a mm-hmm. ton of work on the Senior Bowl. So I wanted to ask you if there's any uh, any players you saw that could be a good fit for the Raiders, maybe a guy that you could see them having a connection with and drafting. I saw on Raiders Wire you had an article up about Trevor Penning, and he's yep. the offensive tackle that was all over social media because he was just mauling people, right, just to- tossing yep. guys around, mixing it up, just straight-up attitude. Not exactly what we saw from Alex Leatherwood, right? He was a, he had a mean streak. I think this kid would look great in a Raider uniform. But you know, what do you get out of the this you know the Senior Bowl week, and, and who do you think could be a real target for the Raiders? Yeah, from everything that we're kind of hearing is that Dave Ziegler, the, the GM, loves drafting seniors. He loves watching these guys compete. Um, so having somebody like Trevor Penning, 
who played at Northern Iowa, didn't get to play against a lot of great competition, uh, going down to Mobile and looking really good, it's not going to hurt his draft stock at all. And with the Raiders having a big need at right tackle, with Penning having the athleticism and the size that you want, it, it would make a lot of sense for the Raiders to be interested there. I, I would almost venture to guess, Ryan, that their first-round pick in this year's draft probably played at the Cedar Bowl. And if fans have not heard of Trevor Penning, just just look him up on YouTube or something. There's all yeah. kinds of uh, videos of him at the Senior Bowl practices, just throwing guys around. It was hilarious. It was awesome. It was awesome. All right. Raider fans are going to love him. They will. If they, if, they, if they draft him, they are going to love him. Yeah, that would be perfect. All right. So it's Super Bowl weekend. Our prop bet special is coming right at you after this. This is the typical sports book minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by SportsbookWire.com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this week's Super Bowl matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. Our friends at Typico Sportsbook have the Rams favored by 4.5 points and the total sitting at 48.5. I'm laying the points at the Rams because they have the better coach, they have the better offense, the better defense, the better special teams, and they're playing in their home stadium. Nate, how are you betting this game? I'm laying fewer points. The Rams and the Bengals are combined one and five over under in this postseason, and the two defenses have played better than expected. I'll take the under 48 and a half. That was your typical sportsbook minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Marcus. Good news for me. I was able to add some extra units to the arsenal for Super Bowl Sunday that I will not have to get approved by the wife beforehand, right? They're already in the account because I put multiple units on the AFC, on the money line, this past weekend in the Pro Bowl. However... About five minutes into that game, I realized just how much of a degenerate special that bet was because I did not bother reading the rules. I did not know that they would be playing, you know, glorified two-hand touch. So yeah. once the game started, I'm like, why did I bet so much on the AFC? That was a stupid bet, but it worked out for me. But, man, what happened to that game? Is that even something that's bettable going forward, the Pro Bowl? Uh, I, I wouldn't know because I went to Disney on ice instead. So there, you <laughs> yeah, there you go. You did not miss much. Holy crap. Holy crap. I, I saw the highlights, and it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, Let's just have a skills competition. Let's get rid of this game because this is pointless. Yeah, I think you might have to save your money and just bet the uh, heads or tails on the coin toss for the Super yep. Bowl. You're, you're more yep. – that's probably – so I got lucky. I added a couple units, and now I want to see what prop bets I should be targeting here for the Super Bowl. I only have one bet already placed on the Super okay. Bowl. We talked about it last week. It was Rams. I got the Rams at minus four uh, because that line had climbed last week. It was at four and a half, Marcus. I waited – I pounced on it at minus four, and now I'm looking on Tipico, and it's three and a half. Three and a half on Tipico. So if you mm. – I know we both like the Rams. So folks out there, if you like the Rams like Marcus and I do in this one, Tipico has the best price right now, three and a half. So drive to Colorado, drive to New Jersey. I don't know because I'm seeing it at four, Marcus. I'm seeing it at four and a half at other books. Uh, but right now Tipico has it at three and a half. Somebody must have put some big-time money on the uh, Bengals. Yeah, I don't understand that. But all right, let's let's think this bit out for a second. We we love the Rams this week to win and cover. Yep. What's the best way to hedge that bet? Because what's the uh, you can help me? What's the the money line for the Bengals right now on typical sports? Plus one sixty five. Okay. 
Uh, and then what's Joe Burrow's odds to win the MVP? Because you know that if the Bengals win, it seems almost, you know, pretty likely that the, that Burrow's going to win the MVP. So Burrow's plus 220 to win the MVP on Tipico. It's just a better bet than betting the the Bengals on the money line. So if, if you want to hedge your bet a little bit, Ryan, I, I think that's where you need to go. Let's go back and forth here on some prop bets that we like, right? Okay. I'll, I'll start. I want to start with Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup in the playoffs so far, three games, 32 targets, so he's getting targeted over 10 a game, 25 receptions, 386 receiving yards, four touchdowns. So he has been freaking amazing. He's been amazing all year. I feel like he is like the greatest player, Marcus, who's kind of under the radar going into a Super Bowl because we got Matthew Stafford. We have Sean McVay. We have Jalen Ramsey. We have Aaron Donald. We have Von Miller. Everybody's talking about all these players, but Cooper Cup has just been killing it every single game. And I'm looking at some of these props for Cooper Cup, like MVP plus 600. If it's not a quarterback, isn't Cooper Cup a great bet at plus 600 for MVP? I think I'm definitely going to do that. Longest reception, the over-under is at 28 and a half. I like the over. I think, I, you know, Cooper Cup had a 70-yard touchdown catch in these, in these playoffs. I just like his ability to break tackles after the catch. I think he can get a 30-yard reception. And um, receptions, eight and a half. I like the over there. Why? Because I just think Cup is, he's a safe bet. He's been doing it all playoffs, all regular season. And I don't think the Bengals really have a shutdown corner and, or anybody who's going to be able to stop him. So I'm looking at some Cooper Cup props. And I'm, I'm trying to hammer those. Do so you think that's a good idea? I love it. I, I think this is a huge Cooper Cup game. He's going to have Mike Hilton covering him in the slot. And Hilton's a really good player. He's just not a great cover corner. He's really good at blitzing and uh, playing the run. I, I would be shocked, Ryan. Cup is under 100 yards in this game. It just feels like this is a big performance from him. He's at home. Stafford is going to rely on him in any big situations. I, I, I love that call. Again, MVP plus 600. So if you're looking for a, a long shot, he's not even that much of a long shot, right, Marcus? If, if it's nope. a non-quarterback and the Rams win, it might be Cooper Cup. We see receivers get MVP. Give me a prop or two that you like, Marcus. Uh, are we going wild props or we want to stick to some simple props no, right now? Let's go simple first. We'll get to the wild ones. I, I, I really like Cooper Cup to score two or more touchdowns. Uh, you can get some pretty good odds on that one. Uh, as you mentioned, he just has such a good matchup this week. Uh, and if you can get him at three to one, four to one to score multiple touchdowns, I, I would not be shocked at all because. All right, another Rams receiver I want to talk about, Odell Beckham Jr. His uh, his anytime touchdown prop, Marcus, is plus one twenty. And hmm. I was looking at OBJ, right? I mean, he comes over to the Rams. He's not like a chain mover for them, right? They already had Cooper Cup and Higby, and they they already had guys to move the chain. So I'm like, where are, where are they targeting OBJ? I feel like they're using his ridiculous hands and his talents around the goal line right he has 23 targets in the postseason seven of them have come inside the opponent's 40 he just feels like a a player mcveigh starts to dial it up plus on the plus side of the 50 and marcus he's got six touchdowns in 11 games with the rams so i you know if you're looking for you know some value on an anytime scorer who's not a running back maybe obj for a touchdown i think that's there's some value there plus 120 yeah i I agree i think i think he's going to get a couple end zone targets here We've seen him over the last, seen him over the last couple of weeks get those targets. I think that's another good call. All right, what else you got for me? Starting to dive into some more wild props. Yeah, let's go. I, let's I kinda, get wild. I, I kind of like any receiver to win MVP. Uh, most sportsbook have that about plus three hundred. Yep. So you're getting Cooper Cup. You're getting Jamar Chase, and it wouldn't even be completely surprising if one of those other receivers had a big game, right? Like Odell, who you just mentioned. If Odell goes for 102 touchdowns, you know he's going to get some votes. 
if T Higgins, who I think is going to have a great matchup in this game, goes for 150 and a touchdown and they win, I think that's possible. You're just getting a lot of talent in a game that I think is going to be fairly high scoring at plus 300. I love T Higgins. I just love yeah. him. He's awesome. He is awesome. Um, one Bengals player that I'm looking at is Joe Mixon. And I think, you know, if there's a mismatch in this game, we talked about it last week, and it's it's pretty obvious, the Rams defensive front versus the Bengals O-line, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the mismatch of the game. That's the matchup that favors the Rams the most. And Joe Mixon's over-under for rushing yards is 62-and-a-half. And I like the under. Um, I think Mixon yep. has gone – he's gone under this number six times and since these last eight games, Marcus. And most of those are against – good defensive fronts like the Chargers and the 49ers and the Broncos and then the Raiders and the Titans in the postseason. So I'm going to look at that mismatch up front and say this is not going to be a big rushing game for Joe Mixon, and I would probably go under. That's going to be one of my prop bets, under 62.5 rush yards for Mixon. It feels like this is a game where the Bengals are going to use him a lot more as a receiver, as a blocker, right? Some of those slip screens that we saw, saw against the Chiefs and then when we need him in short yardage, that's when we're going to use him. But I don't think the Bengals are just going to give him a bunch of carries in this game and try to win that way. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So, again, we're, we're on the same page here. I like this quite a bit. All right, this is good. Um, and there's another name, Jamar Chase. And I think people are going to be scared of Jamar Chase because of Jalen Ramsey. And, and that's that's something that I think we kind of overrate sometimes, Marcus, going uh-huh. into these games. And any time score, Jamar Chase plus 100, even money, for Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. And I, I just feel like let's not overreact to Ramsey covering Chase. We're getting even money on a player that Burrow freaking loves and is going to target no matter what every chance he gets, right? So Jamar Chase plus 100 even money to score a touchdown. I kind of like that one. Uh, I like it as well. And I wouldn't even be afraid to go multiple touchdowns for Jamar Chase in this yeah. game. You can get pretty good odds on that one as well. All right. What else are you looking at? Give me another one. All right. Let's let's get a little bit wild. So yeah. one of my favorite bets is will there be a two point conversion? Now you can yeah. get that. Most of the time you're getting plus odds there, but let's go even a little bit further, Ryan. At uh, plus four hundred, four to one odds, will a team successfully complete a two point conversion? I like that a lot. Both of these quarterbacks are really good. They're great in the red zone, and we've seen this one hit quite often over the last couple of years. So I, I like this one a lot. We've seen these two teams. During the season, be very aggressive when it comes to two-point calls. Uh, I, I'm taking it. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I, I was looking at what's my favorite like degenerate prop bet of the year that I've seen. I think my favorite one, Marcus, and you know, give me, you know, give me yours after. But my favorite, I think, is will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage during the halftime show? Now, it's not <laughs> what. It's not like what will he smoke. Will. It's if right. So he could smoke anything on stage, and you could hit this bet, and it is at plus two fifty. I think that might be my favorite degenerate prop bet that I've seen is the Snoop Dogg. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage during the halftime show? That's a good one. I, I still like the National Anthem bet. It's always the first one to get the, the juices flowing a little bit. I always like to bet the over. You're, just, you're hanging on every single note. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Can I give you one more? Yeah, one please. more that I really like. Give it to me. How about longest field goal over 46 and a half yards? That's, that's a good one. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah guys are lining up that, for 50 plus yarders. Yeah, and that, you know the fun thing about that one is once you know they cross the 45-yard line, you're kind of hoping teams get stops, right? So you can attempt some of these long ones. Plus, uh, McPherson's a really good kicker, so I, I would not be afraid of that one at all. That is a good one. And then are we – last year, the doink was really fun. Uh, the doink <laughs> is plus 400 this year, Marcus. I I don't know. I had a lot of fun with the doink last year. I don't know if I want to put myself through it again, though. It, it was it a lot of fun, like- though. 
Yeah, I feel like we got better odds than plus four hundred last year. Yeah. I think that's. I think they, they they've lowered those a little bit. So I, I'm probably staying away. Uh, what about one more? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shortest touchdown. Uh, one and a half yards. You think we'll think we'll have a one yard touchdown in this game? I always I always tend to lean that way. Yeah, that's kind of hard. like we get a pass interference in the end zone. And yeah. then a quarterback sneak or something. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, I like that one too. And and let's end it here. The, the total is one of the lower lines I can remember. Uh, last year, you know, I was you know I'm a Tom Brady honk, so I was afraid to bet the Buccaneers to be a homer. So I yep. bet the total last year. I bet the over, and I was just like my heart was broken by the Chiefs in the second half. The fact that the Chiefs just could not score, Marcus. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The total for this game is forty eight and a half. It's it, that's one of the lower lines I can remember. It's uh, the lowest line, uh, a lowest total since the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Okay, uh, the famous Malcolm Butler play. Okay, and that was you know with the Seahawks had like a just a nasty defense that year. Yep. Uh, do you see any value on either side of this? The total I have really I don't really have a great lean either way right now. I, w- I want to see what you were thinking about the total. Yeah, I'm I'm actually leaning over because I think this is a game that the Rams are going to score in the mid. 30s I, and i think there's a chance it gets to be a blowout or we just get some some garbage time passing so you know my total score prediction in this one is like 35 to 24 something like that so i like the over by quite a bit all right beautiful so what's uh what's it like for the what's what's the super bowl like in your household you got a party you're going to you stay at home you you make oh, food it, what's going on it, with you yeah i mean this is the the cultivation of a, in a great season so we have a huge party it's gonna have lots of pizza wings I bring some smoked queso. It's kind of a tradition oh, now. That's good. Yeah, yeah. like three pounds of queso. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Half my family is just there to watch the, the halftime show and the commercials. The rest are diehard football fans. So looking forward to it. Well, we had a couple friends come over uh, this past weekend to see the baby and hang out. And they were like, oh, man. I can't believe the Super Bowl starts at 630 tonight. We're like, uh, guys, you actually have another week. You have another week yeah. to prepare for that Super Bowl. It's not today. Yeah. It's the Pro Bowl. And then we put so, the Pro Bowl on for a minute, and it's, it was just terrible. We couldn't watch it. We had to put the Olympics on or something. So you're a new dad. So at what point are you going to have a, a cup of coffee to stay awake for this game? Yeah. I no, knew that God. You're, you're going to have to, right? You're so right. I didn't even make it to 9 o'clock last night, Mark. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. But I think the six thirty the six thirty start gives me a chance. You know, if this was an eight thirty start, there's no chance, no way. No. Nope. Um, nope. The six thirty kickoff, I love. So I think I'll be able to make it to the end, especially when go. I have money running on it. Uh, Just make right, sure you're right. hyd- hydrating. Get that second cup of coffee in about you know hour before kickoff. You'll be good to go. We'll see. You know, coffee is usually not my beverage of choice during these games, but we'll <laughs> we'll find out, man. But hey, I appreciate think smart you. on this one though. Yeah, yeah. we got we got, This is a long game. These are four and a half hour games. You're so. right. You're right. I forgot. You Long, long play here. Yeah, it's like a 45-minute halftime. I forget. <laughs> so, all right, Marcus. Hey, we're, 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 that's the second annual Super Bowl prop bet special. It's one of my favorite segments we do, man. That was fun. Yeah. Hopefully we make a bunch of money. It should be a lot of fun. 100%. So uh, remember to fade whatever I said and, and bet on what Marcus <laughs> said. Um, and then catch us down the road here on the Raiders Wire podcast. We'll catch you later. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.